Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Whether you're worshiping here with us in the room or worshiping online, Happy New Year. Can we stand together and lift our voices in praise to the Lord? He's given us a new year and a new opportunity for His blessings. And Lord, we thank you for your blessings and we thank you that they are not going to stop anytime soon. So we give you glory today. See you with us. I give you glory for all you brought me through. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. I'm moving forward to follow after you. And now I'm ready for whatever you want to do. Your presence is an open door. We want you, Lord, like never before. Your presence is an open door. So come now, Lord, like never cross before me, my hope on things above, and in you, Jesus, the best is yet to come. For your presence, for your presence is an open door, we want you, Lord. for them in this new year. Who's expecting a miracle from God today? Come on, let's worship them and sing together. His word. And I know breakthrough is coming by faith. I see a miracle. My God made me a promise and it won't stop now. And I today. Come on and give the Lord praise today. Hallelujah. How are you today on this second day of 2022? Can we give the Lord a huge hand clap of praise? You know, if you're standing It's because God has brought you through some things. And if you're here, then you ought to be praising God with everything that's within you. 
You know, on Friday night, Pastor Jonathan said so many profound things in his message. But the best thing that he helped us understand is that God is with us. And the things that are behind us, we have to leave them in the past and uh, grab a hold to what God is trying to bring us to and through. Amen. Amen. So welcome to 2022. Our scripture on this beautiful, glorious day that God has given us is found in the fifth chapter of Romans. And it's, these words are said, Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ our Lord has done for us. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place of undeserved privilege where we now stand and we confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Good news is we can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they help us develop endurance, and endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he has given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. God's word for God's people. Can we pray? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for everything that you have done for us, most specifically the thing that we cannot thank you enough for is the precious gift of salvation through your son, Jesus Christ. You sent him to, to live among us, to teach us how we can be reconciled to you. But Father, you didn't stop there with just a message of hope. You had your son die at, on Calvary's cross in forgiveness of all of our sins. And you didn't stop there. From there he was buried and he rose again from the grave with all power in his hands. And when he did that, Lord, our sins you saw no more. You saw only the sacrifices of your son. So we thank you for that on this beautiful Sunday morning. Father God, as we assemble in your house to worship you, let us be mindful of what it cost, what our joy cost. And as you bring us through the valleys and you take us over the mountains and you just continue to sanctify us, let us just lift you up high because your name is worthy to be praised. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, we will praise you, Lord because you are worthy and because we don't deserve what you have given us, but we nonetheless thank you, Lord. So, Father, as we sing songs and as the man of God, the shepherd of this house, comes to give a message, let you be glorified. Let your people be edified. Let us worship you in spirit and in truth, Father God for all the great things that you have done and all the great things that you are doing. We love you on this day, and we thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning, everyone, and Happy New Year. If, if you're like me, I'm kind of tired because I've been staying up late. I've been off all week, so I need to, now that the holidays are over, I think we can get back to reality and things can be normal and I could stop 
you know, sleeping late. <laughs> so again, Happy New Year. Hopefully um, your holidays were great, and hopefully Friday was also a great day to be with family or just to relax, because I know that's what I did. And same for all my online people all, um, over there, too. So again, welcome to today's service. Glad to see you. So if you are new here and you are in the sanctuary with us before you leave, once you leave and out the sanctuary and go to the left, you will see the Welcome Center, where you will receive a free gift. Be greeted by someone from our pastoral staff, and also, I did, I did say receive a free gift already. There's also a bunch of brochures in there, so again, it's like a welcome center, as if you were traveling on a road trip. And for those of you online, you can either click the New Here button at the top, or the bubble that just popped up in the chat, and connect cards. So for those of you in person, you will see a connect card at your table or at your seat, where we would love for you to write your name down so we know that you were here. And also I saw there's something new. There's also like a mock connect card or a model one where it kind of shows you how to, how to do it, which I thought was pretty cool. So that's probably at your table also. And also you can write your prayer request because we're always praying for you. And, of course, for those of you online, you can click the connect card button at the top or the bubble that just popped up in the chat. Thank you, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Prayer is like breath to us. Christians. And uh, so that's why prayer is so important to all of us. And, uh, you know, we we just breathe in as much as we need uh, breath every moment. We need to be praying. And so we like to pray for you. So please do. So put a prayer request or a praise. Thank you, Jesus, for last year being over. Thank you, Jesus, for a new year coming up. Thank you, Jesus, whatever it might be. Uh, But that's that's great. One of the ways we stay connected uh, is certainly through prayer. Another way we like to stay connected is learning people's names. And uh, so if you come on campus, we'd like you to wear a name tag. Uh, just get in the habit of it. And so it allows other people to know you. This is Rebecca. So glad to see you here. And uh, sometimes I forget your name. So wearing a name tag <laughs> says, okay, I can do it. Uh, uh, and also, if you're online, we want to know who you are too. So we certainly encourage you to, to post something, even if it's just a good morning Hello, whatever, and, and certainly post your name, uh, your prayer requests online as well. And uh, so as we, as we grow in our faith together, we're in this transition between one year and the next. We're constantly reminding and encouraging each other the things that we do to grow in our faith. And one of the things that we do and emphasize is being generous with whatever we have. And so we've got the offering envelopes uh, on the chairs or the tables, and there's a way for you to give online. Uh, and, and give generously. We want to share these principles that we have for our generosity, and so today is principle number three. It seems like we'd all start with principle number one at the beginning of the year, but we're on principle number three. It's just the way the cycle goes. So let's read this together, please. We give to support those who proclaim the kingdom. And uh, one of the things that we give towards, and what, because of your giving, we are able in many ways, whether it's online, during the week, uh, we proclaim the message during, uh, especially at, at funerals and at other events, and all the time. And so your your generosity to the work of God helps us do that. Let's read this scripture that goes along with that idea. You know the generous grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty... He could make you rich. Boy, there's a lot of truth, a lot of stuff to chew on in that one and and inspiration to grab from that. Let's continue worshiping God this morning. Oh, wait, I have one more thing that I wanted to say. You see these poinsettias around the room? If you want one, please take one home. And uh, if you need to come up here under one of the the trees. I I laughed on Christmas Eve. Somebody uh, took one of these. We invited them to take, take them home and Somebody walked out, and by the time they got to the back door when I could greet them on the way out, they had like two leaves on their poinsettia plant. I said, you could have picked a better one to take home than that, so be picky. Take the nice ones home, and, uh, or if you're really good at that, God has given you the gift of a green thumb, and you can know how to rejuvenate a poinsettia. Please do so. Anyway, let's stand together as we continue worshiping God, and I offer this prayer. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are so grateful for your goodness that you give to us. Thank you for a past year, for being with us. Lord, we look behind us and we see nothing but the blessings that you have given to us. 
And especially, God, we see the blessings in contrast to the suffering, to the illnesses, to the disappointments that we, have, that we also see in our past. But there you are. And it's because you have been there in our present and in our past, and we can look back and see evidence that you were there, that we can turn around and walk boldly into the future. And we thank you for that, Jesus. Thank you for being with us. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's worship Him. Many of us have gathered around tables with full of food over the holidays. We have come together around the table of the Lord today, amen, and receive from Him. Let's sing together. And I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. And I won't hunger anymore at His table. Sing it again. I will feast. Come on up. And I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore at His table. Come on. Come all you weary, come and find His yoke is easy, His burden light. He is able, He will restore at the table of the Lord. Come on, there is peace. the table of the Lord. There is peace at the table of the Lord. I won't worry anymore at His table. There is healing now. Oh, there is healing at the table of the Thank you, Lord, for the invitation to your table. 
Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you that no matter where we see ourselves in terms of status in this life, in this culture that we live in, that we have all been invited to sit at the same table with other brothers and sisters, with those we don't know, with those who don't look like us or act like us or vote like us or think like us. We have all been invited to your table. Lord, we thank you. We thank you today, Lord, that we worship you as the one true God. There is no other. We put no other before you because there is no other before you. God, we honor you and we thank you. Receive our praise today. You are the one who knows my need before I call. You tell the storm when it will cease before it starts. Hallelujah. The God above who searches deep within my heart. Hallelujah. The highest praise cannot proclaim how great you are. And there is none like you, none like you, the faithful one, Jesus. Come on. There is none like you. Like you, the faithful one, Jesus. No sacrifice can now repay this dead I owe. Of righteousness that was your own. Still, I will give myself away to make you know.
there's no one else above you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. None like you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, God. We give ourselves to you, Lord. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, there is none like you. None like you. The faithful one, Jesus. There is none like you. None like you. Thank you, Lord. The faithful one, Jesus. The one who was from Everlasting to everlasting. Always the same. Always consistent. Always faithful. Name above all names. God, we ask you today to help us to take that name with us as we go into this new year. Lord, wherever you call us to, whatever you call us to do, you will equip us and strengthen us and empower us to. Because, God, there is no one like you. Lord, we want to put ourselves in a position where when you call us to do something, that if if you're not in it, if you're not behind it, if you're not pushing it, if you're not funding it, if you're not calling us to do it, then it's destined to fail. But if you are, no matter what it looks like, it will succeed because you are the one true. There is none like you. Lord, whether it's in our personal life or it's in the life of our church, Lord, we put our hands, we put our lives, rather, in the hands of the one true God. So now, Lord, we ask you to anoint our pastor as he comes to bring the message today. Open our hearts that we might hear from you and receive. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping. You may be seated. Good morning again, and uh, wonderful to see all of you on this on this first Sunday of the new year. Boy, we didn't get far into the new year before we gathered together, and that's wonderful and a, a fun time together. I want to thank those who uh, who attended the uh, New Year's Eve service and uh, a couple nights ago, and uh, had a good time bringing in the new year and encouraging people with that. We're continuing. This is actually the last Sunday of, you think, the first of the year. We would start a new series, but this is the end of the series today, and uh, we're ending it. And, of course, Christmas with friends, and if you you still know that it's the Christmas season, uh, and then we've got, uh, traditionally, Christians have celebrated in different parts of the world. Sometimes it's on, on uh, December 25th, as we do in our country. But in some places, they wait until January 6th, which, if you count, is the 12th day of Christmas and, uh, or 7th, depending on how you, how, you, how you look at the calendar and how you count. So we're still in that season of, of Christmas and in the tradition of the church of Christians from the, from the early centuries after, after Jesus resurrected, uh, the church has, has celebrated different things. And so today... We're recognizing, and, and still in this Christmas with friends, recognizing that somebody came to visit Jesus. And uh, we have a little nativity set up outside uh, in the mall area, and you can see the three wise men. And in the school this past week, we talked about the wise men. And the, the title that I've given our message today, Christmas with Friends, the one where strangers came to visit Jesus. And I use the word strangers intentionally. In the Bible, if you look at different translations, the word stranger gets translated in some different ways. Sometimes it's foreigner. <laughs> and sometimes it's alien. And all of those in our culture today can, can kind of take on some derogatory uh, meanings. And we try to be as polite and kind to all people, but there are times when foreigner, when this is not your country. But the point is, others have come to Jesus. And we're going to look at that scripture this morning. But first, I want to remember uh, some part, of the, part of that story, which of course they were following the star. 
the star of Bethlehem. They saw it. We're not exactly sure how long. You do realize as you read the scripture, we're going to read it in a few minutes, that it took some time for those kings or wise men or magi, as some translations call them, to get to Jesus. And uh, so they did not show up right at the moment when Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Jesus was older by the time they got there. I don't mean to ruin your Christmas by saying that, but if you just look at the text, that's, <laughs> that certainly is the implication. In it. That's okay. They still came and we're looking at that. I remember as a child, I'm the youngest of four, so my older siblings uh, were part of a very active youth group that, in the church that we attended at that time. And they had a, a, a special activity on New Year's Eve. They would have a progressive New Year's Eve party. So the, the pastor of the church, he gathered the congregation together about 11 o'clock, I think. And then the youth group, after that, that New Year's Eve service, they would stay together. And then they'd, they'd visit somebody's, this person's house, and then they'd go to that person's house, and they'd go to the next person's house. They'd play games all night long, like some of these, the family I was talking with earlier played games. Didn't get, didn't get, didn't get to sleep till 6 o'clock on New Year's Day. That's awesome. But that's what my youth group did when I was little. And I want to invite the, the, the Morris family. If you guys will come up here and Miss April is going to come up and help us do something. We're going to do an activity that I remember doing uh, as, as a... Actually, I didn't do it because I was too little to participate in the, in the uh, thing. You're going to want to pan out this, the camera so that you can see the floor because I'm going to, I'm going to lay down on the floor. Caleb. Thank you for wearing a name tag because all this morning I'm thinking, I know your name, you know I know your name, but I can't remember your name right now. But he's got a name tag on. And Eliana and Abrielle. Kieran doesn't have a name tag on. Aiden doesn't have a name tag on, but they're lucky because I remembered their name. All right. Caleb, I need you to help me. So the, the, the pastor, when the youth group got to his house, the pastor would always play a game called Stars Up the Coat Sleeve. And, and he said, he'd, he'd always pick out the, the ask, so, so is this your first time here? Is this your first time here? So the pastor, really the pastor, the pastor is doing this with his youth group on New Year's Eve. They all come to his house because he's got lots of food and he's going to have some fun. And he says, Caleb, I need you to hold that. And Eliana, I need you to hold that. And here's our star. Okay? Ready? Woo! There's our star. So you can hold that. And so he would get the guy to lay down on the floor, whoever it was, and put a coat over his face. And then Miss April's going to help. Miss April, you've got to stand on the other side so people can see. <laughs> Very comfortable. All right, so then he would lift up the star, or lift up the sleeve, the coat sleeve. Where's the sleeve? So I can, I have to see the star through the coat sleeve. Okay, hold it right straight up. Let's go straight up over here. Straight up. I got it. Can't see the star. Let's go over this way. Hold it right there. Whoop. Can't see it. Oh, where's the star? Oh, and if you do this at home, it's beautiful. You won't believe how beautiful that star is. And if you get it just right, so Pastor, he would he would be telling us, say, look at the star. Isn't God amazing how he does the star? Whoa, what are you doing? Why are you pouring water down? <laughs> that was stars up the coat sleeve. Is that a silly game? Now you go home. Try to, try to do that to Dad. Oh, there's the towel. Thank you. Right on cue, Ken. Thank you. Now you guys can do that to your friends. Yeah? Did, you, did, you, did anybody do that to you once? Do you feel bad for pouring water on my face? It what? It was Miss April. You didn't do it. So you're innocent. You got nothing. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for helping. Let's clean up my mess. That was fun. 
<laughs> Reverend William A. Jones. Probably the pastor that, that I remember the most as, as a child and doing all kinds of silly things like that. Anyway. So the wise men saw the star as they were coming. I don't even have a Bible up here today. I found one. <laughs> Let's go to Matthew chapter 2. Still running down my neck. Thank you, April. This is the only time you get to do that. Matthew chapter 2. If you're following along in the Bible that we've got here, it's page 800. And we can see visitors from the east. These strangers came to see Jesus. Let's start with verse 1. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from the eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, Where's the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. Let's pause there and just kind of imagine ourselves in this situation. And why would King Herod be disturbed? And this, this word disturbed is not just a, a bothered. It's not just like I got a mosquito bite and I'm disturbed. This, this word disturbed is a gut-wrenching uh, emotion. It, he, he's, he's, he's moved by the news that he heard. And it's negative. It's not positive. Why? Well, he is the king. And if you're the king, you want to know who's coming behind you, right? And so he's like, wait, what is this that you're talking about? I didn't know there was any other king being born. I'm the only king here. And so what's going on? So King Herod was deeply disturbed. And I think another significant thing here is that everyone in Jerusalem also felt the disruption. How would they know that? Well... If you imagine these, these, uh, these wise men, what did they call it? These wise men, is, is what this translation said, from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem. These were almost royalty. We know, we're going to read it later, that they brought gifts, valuable gifts. Now when you're traveling, uh, some of us remember the old days when we traveled, we didn't take cash, we took traveler's checks. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Not that long ago, but how things change. And you travel with safety. You travel with protection. You, you prepare for the journey. And so when these three people arrived in Jerusalem, everybody knew it. I think of the, 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 the movie Aladdin and, and how Aladdin uh, it pretends to be the prince and he, Prince Ali, and he comes into the city, and there's this great big parade. I know, Disney illustrations are always effective. <laughs> so King Herod was deeply disturbed when he heard this, as was everyone in Jerusalem. So he called a meeting of the leading priests and the teachers of religious law, and he asked, where is the Messiah supposed to be born? In Bethlehem in Judea, they said, for this is what the prophet wrote, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not least among the ruling cities of Judah, for a ruler will come from you who will be the shepherd for my people Israel. Now Herod, his job in the Roman Empire was to, was to rule over Jerusalem and subdue it. He had the job of keeping these Israelites under control. But here's a prophecy that says a king is coming. There's going to be conflict. There's going to be a battle. There can only be one king, and we're going to fight over who gets to rule in this. So Herod wants to make sure, uh, and he, he gets the upper hand of this. So he called the private meeting with the wise men, 
And he learned from them the time when the star first appeared. And then he told them, go to Bethlehem and search carefully for the child. And when you find him, come back and tell me so that I can go and worship him too. Herod is a liar. (laughs) Herod does not want to worship Jesus. Herod wants to kill Jesus. But of course, he can't say that because otherwise they would be tipped off. But these wise men are wise men. After the interview, the wise men went their way, and the star they had seen in the east guided them to Bethlehem. And it went ahead of them and stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were filled with joy. They entered the house and saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down to worship him. When they opened, they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold and frankincense. And myrrh. We didn't get that, did we, April? We had for the children this past week. We had uh, we got some oil scented like frankincense. We got some oil scented with myrrh. Of course, I don't know that gold has a scent. Some of you might <laughs> be able to sniff out gold, but uh, these are these are expensive anointing perfumes. And uh, we had just a little bottle of it. Um, just the oil that was scented with it, and we shared that with the children. Mo- many of you probably would, w- w- these smells, these scents would be familiar to you because they're common, fairly common in, in perfumes today. I remember whenever I smell frankincense, it reminds me of my grandmother. I know I'm going to get yelled at for this one. So when I was a younger pastor, and less wise as I am now, and I first smelled frankincense, my first reaction was, ooh, that's old lady perfume. (laughs) Sorry, Grandma. She was a beautiful lady. So, they brought them the gifts, and when it was time to leave, they returned to their own country by another route, because God had warned them in a dream not to return to Herod. If you want to know more how the story ends, you can read the rest of the rest of the chapter. But uh, that's we're going to stop there right now and just focus on a couple of things. And here's what I want us to get out of this passage today about these strangers coming to Jesus. Remember the promise that God made to Abraham. The promise that God made to Abraham was to create in Abraham a nation of people so numerous that they were more than the stars in the sky. And, And you know, you and I know today, even more than they understood back then how many stars there are in the sky. And we can see the, the, the telescopes and the satellites and the, the, the thing, whatever they're called, <laughs> that they shoot up into space and the images that we get back and how vast this place is that our God created. And we do not know the limitations of it. I think that's a beautiful thing. So, so, We don't know how many people there are. But God had said to Abraham thousands of years ago, probably about 4,000 years ago, maybe 5,000 years ago, I'm going to give you so many children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren, and even beyond that, that you cannot even count them. But I'm not doing it just to give you a large family. There's a purpose for that family. And that is, the purpose of that family is to be a blessing to all the nations of the world. And we see evidence of that being fulfilled with these strangers, these foreigners, these aliens, these people who, who are not part of the family of Abraham coming and what? Worshipping our Lord. Now, now this, this word worship, um, 
We have different ways of worshiping. Now, in our tradition, we say we come to worship on Sunday. And some of us do it, some of us don't. Some of us do it from home. And, and what do we do in our worship? In our, in our consumerism culture, <laughs> we tend to think that worship is for me. When I go to church, I expect to worship, and that means the preacher has to tell me something that, that lifts me up. That means the singers have to sing a song that I like. That means the grape juice or the wine that we use has to be to my tasting. That means that the decor of the church needs to be exactly what, what, what feeds my soul. And if my soul isn't fed at this church... I'll shop around. That's what many of us Christians in America think worship is. It's a lie. Worship is all about the one. Because of and for whom we gather. Worship is not for you. Worship is to glorify God. Worship is to praise God. Worship is to say, Jesus, You are amazing. Worship is also this. There is a... There, there is an, just, just like Herod was disturbed and all of Jerusalem was disturbed, worship has a gut experience in it. And I say gut experience to, to say that it's just more than just an emotion. And we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't come to worship in order to experience an emotion any more than we should come to worship to, to, to experience the beautiful poinsettias or the beautiful tree or the cross or whatever. Because we don't worship those things. We worship who all of those things point us to. And that is Jesus. And so here are... These wise men who have heard about this one who is coming. And they're, they, have, they don't know him. <laughs> Isn't that an amazing thing? They've not met him. They don't know him. And yet they come and offer themselves. Romans 12.1 says, Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. This is your good and right spiritual worship that pleases the Lord. Worship is not about you. Worship is about Jesus. And, 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 I, and I started to say that worship has in it um, a gut component. And by that I mean there is a desire And I don't, want to, I don't want to get too graphic, and I don't want to combine two ideas, but there is a real sense that God created us to desire God. And, and, and I know that one of the ways that we humans have perverted the desire is that we have taken the desire that was intended to point us to God and lead us to God by our human nature, and we have turned it to the wrong things that ultimately will never satisfy our desires like God will satisfy our desires. We turn it to people. We turn it to sex. We turn it to money. We turn it to work. We turn it to ourselves. And we say, there's nobody more important than me. And i got to do what I want to do. And our desire is to get our own things. This word worship also means desire. And yes, there's an erotic sense to that word. And, and, and that this is the way God created us as human beings. Here are these wise men who come from a long, faraway place, from a different way of thinking, a different way of understanding and I don't know what motivated them except to say God did. 
Because God created all of us to have this desire to know the One who made us. And until that is fulfilled in our lives, until that need is met, until that desire is fulfilled, we will continue to search for the One. Uh, you, you can argue with me you can <laughs> all you want, but I believe that is true. Because that's the way God created us. I don't remember what scholar it was. I don't remember who said it. I should have looked it up. But there's a saying that, that, that somebody will find it. One of my fact checkers. <laughs> the human heart, our hearts. Let's see. Something about there's a God-shaped void in our heart that only God can fulfill. Maybe it was St. Augustine or Anselm or one of, the, one of the early church fathers who talked about just that God is the only one that can satisfy. I can't think of the words. I should, I should, should, I should have prepared more instead of staying up late. <laughs> but God is the one who fulfills this. Here are these strangers. Jesus came for all people and even the strangers even the foreigners, even the aliens. I know those are harsh words for us to hear. But don't take them harshly. They're just translations of the biblical term. It's all the same word. They came for all people. I think it was last week or the week before we looked at Philippians chapter 2 in which Paul reminded us that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I don't know what that's going to look like. But you can trust it. And we, you can say we take it to the bank. You can take that one to heaven. Or you can deny it and take it someplace else. <laughs> We're here for communion this morning and we gather in order to celebrate and worship our Lord Jesus Christ. And if you've got a setting for communion, if you've got some grape juice, or maybe you've got some, some wine from the other night, uh, grab that and get a loaf of bread, whatever. If you're at home, go get it and we'll pray together. And here on the tables, we've got our, our little cups of uh, juice and a wafer of bread. I encourage you to take that off your chair or off the table. And let's, let's pray together. Dear Jesus, we take this moment to pause. And we thank You for who You are. Thank You for giving Yourself to us. Thank You for coming. And as a child... And living the life. Thank you for, for having all these friends. As In this series, as we, as we looked at Christmas with friends, we have discovered that we are not alone. None of us, no one is alone. And you have assembled a great crowd of people who are faithful. And they witness to us of who you are, the Lord. And as you grew, as you matured, we remember that you came in order to bless all nations and you died on the cross to forgive all sins for all people. We remember that night when you were betrayed, when you took the bread, you gave thanks, you broke the bread, gave it to your disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Jesus, in these moments, we think about our own sinfulness. And if there is anything each of us needs to confess in our silence, we, we confess that to you now. We thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you, Jesus, that you forgive my pride, 
You forgive the things that I desire at times more than you. You forgive me when in my anger I lash out at other people. You forgive me, Jesus, that I desire the wrong thing. And I end up worshiping something else that will not satisfy and provide to me what I truly need. But you know what I need. You know what we all need. Thank you, Jesus. You may have to do this by memory, but let's say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and be with us as we receive this gift of bread and wine, that they may indeed be for us, you pouring your grace into our lives in new and fresh ways. Thank you. This is the bread body of Christ broken for us. Let's take and eat if you haven't already. The cup which is poured out for you and for me is the cup of forgiveness, the cup of new life. Let's take and drink and be thankful. Jesus, we do thank you again. We ask you to fill us now with your Holy Spirit that we may continue to seek you. We may continue to worship you. We may continue to receive your holy presence in our lives and be strengthened that we may see the way that you have for each one of us, whether it is to provide for others or, or to work for justice or to share your good news with our neighbors. We need your help. We need your power. And we depend on you. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and being with us today. In your holy name we pray. Amen. I apologize. I never did get to the gluten-free thing. (laughs) Communion. So if you didn't get communion uh, because it was not gluten-free, I've got it right up here. Please come and take one uh, after the service. Let's continue to worship as we pray. folks at the prayer station, but let's worship him and celebrate his sacrifice that he made for us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And there's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place Where streams of grace flow deep and wide. Where all the love, where all the love I've ever found comes like a flood, comes flowing down. cross at the cross I surrender my life I'm in all of you I'm in all of you where your love ran red and my sin washed white I owe all to you I owe
2022 as we celebrate together the sacrifice that you made for us. Where your love ran red, where your blood flowed for the forgiveness of our sins once and for all. We thank you for that, Lord. Lord, we pray for your encouragement today. We pray for your spirit to go with us as we leave this place. Lord, give us a great week. Lord, as we return to work or at school or wherever it is we're going in this next week. Father, we pray you would give us favor, protection, safety, watch over us. Lord, give us divine appointments where we can encounter people that need the love of Jesus. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. Thank you for worshiping with us today. Happy New Year. We'll see you next week.